0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW avoid. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: This is the Red Sox Precap
0: with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstrait, part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network.
3: Welcome to the Red Sox Precap, our third episode of this new uh, podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network, where we recap the series that just ended for the Red Sox and preview the series that's upcoming. Uh, Currently, we are recording this during the bottom of the eighth inning of the fourth game of the series here with the Mets because, um, well, it's late and we need to, to record a podcast. So we tried to start recording as close to the end of the game as we could. Uh, right now the Red Sox lead 3-2. I can't remember if I mentioned that, but we are in the bottom of the eighth with run one runner on, zero outs. We'll keep you updated as our uh, you'll get to hear the live play-by-play a day later of the last inning if anything happens here. But uh, <laughs> we need to get recording. We have plenty of stuff that we can talk about uh, around the, the game that is currently finishing up. So uh, we'll just dive right on into that. Um, Shelley. so far, Red Sox have dropped two out of three. Uh, to the Mets, which has been a really interesting series. Uh, the one win that the Red Sox have so far came against Jacob deGrom, who's a back-to-back Cy Young Award winner, which just kind of seems like, sure, why not? Weird season, weird baseball. Exactly. <laughs> uh, game one on Monday. That was Michael Waka versus a bullpen day for the Red Sox. And that turned out... Not great for the Red Sox, uh, as they dropped that first game of the series 7-4. to four. Uh, Again, starting pitching really kind of letting him down early. Uh, Osich, as the opener, gave up two runs in two innings. Uh, Springs followed him with an inning in the third, gave up five, and just like that, the Red Sox were in quite a hole that they just couldn't really dig themselves out of. This has been a really troubling, recurring theme, not only for Days where there's bullpen days, but when we actually have a starter going too, uh, the Red Sox pitching just seems to not be able to get anything going early and just gives up a ton of runs.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, it, that that's exactly how it seems. Like, I mean, I'm just watching these games and we just get in a hole early, and I really feel bad for for the hitters. You know, the batters there. I mean, they just really just have to like basically put this team on their shoulders and just try to like clobber the ball just to even stay in the game.
3: And I guess the Red Sox credit, they stopped it at seven after those first three innings. Uh, Hembry, Godley, and Valdez ended up combining for five and two-thirds scoreless innings to end it, but it was already too big a hole. The offense couldn't jump out of it. Mitch Moreland with a couple of hits. Uh, Bogarts had a home run. Uh, Devers had a hit. Benintendi had a hit. A lot of hits, eight hits, uh, everybody in the lineup had a hit except for Vasquez and Jenny Martinez. So the offense, I mean, they got something going, but there, I mean, there's going to be times where the offense, we've already seen like the opening day, their peak of dropping a 13 on somebody, but there's going to be games where they score just a few runs, and the pitching really needs to hold up their end of the bargain, and that's just not happening so far this year, which I'm not sure anybody really expected it to, but it's just frustrating that it's happening.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. Uh I mean I totally agree. Um I, I do wanna give just a a little bit of a uh a, a kudos to, to Zach Godley. Um he pitched oh, yeah. uh he pitched four innings, yeah. Um and got seven strikeouts. He looked pretty good. He kinda changed up his pitch mix a little bit. Um so so that's kind of interesting. Um, hopefully it's interesting going forward. But uh yeah, he looked uh he looked pretty good.
3: Now I don't remember who had it, but originally it was on Twitter that Osage was going to open and Godley was going to follow. Obviously that didn't happen. And then Springs followed and gave up five. Yeah. You think that it's worth kind of questioning that decision of, uh, if you were going to have the, what is it? The follower, I guess is the term, um, come in. Why wait until the fourth inning to bring that person in to go for a long stretch of innings? Were you surprised that Godley didn't come in right after Osage?
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, I, 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 really was, I was watching and I'm like, I thought Godly was coming in and yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I've been questioning a lot of, uh, what Ron Renneke has been doing, managing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with the bullpen, with the lineup, just everything. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of interesting.
3: Maybe if Godley came in, we'd have seen a different route. Honestly, when I saw Springs come in after Osage, I thought Godley was just going to get the start the next day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he still ended up coming into this game, which was just, it was a bit baffling. That that was a little confusing.
1: Yeah, yep, yep, it was.
3: Uh, notables for the Mets, Conforto hit a home run. Pete Alonso hit an absolute missile that I'm surprised didn't put a hole through. The stands and the green monster. Uh, I got out of there quick. Then on to game two on Tuesday. Red Sox dropped that one eight to three in what looked pretty similar to the game before. Um, Matt Hall got the start and gave up three runs real quick in the first two and two thirds. Then uh, Bryce came in after him. Also gave up two, and the Red Sox were, again, in a very deep hole right off the bat that they were not able to dig themselves out of, which we've just kind of become accustomed to. Brewer followed with two and two-thirds. Brazier gave up three in his one inning, and then Workman got into a game finally uh, and had a clean inning, just one hit. But, obviously, not enough. Um I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about this one. Uh, Kevin Pillar continued his heart streak, went three for four. Devers went two for four. Tolecki, against his former team, went three for four. So they got hits. Again, ten hits in the game. They actually uh, had the same number of hits as the Mets, but just the runs weren't there, digging themselves into a hole. They did kind of start to claw back a little bit until Brazier gave up his dump of runs. Um, I just... It's another bullpen day after a bullpen day, which we just kind of have to get used to because we don't really have starters. <laughs> I guess now uh, Godley is scheduled to pitch in the upcoming Yankee series, which we'll get to. But um, what are your thoughts on just, I mean, how the pitching has been deployed so far this season, and I guess in particularly the first two games of this series?
1: I mean, I, I mean, I kind of like poo-pooed on Renicky with that last game with the godly uh kind of deployment and situation but i mean he doesn't really have that much to work with here so he's just trying to you know throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks and nothing sticking um at all so um i i i i I don't envy him, like,
3: seriously at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm much more puzzled by the moves that he's making in the batting order. Yeah. um, Versus the pitching because it's, this is just what he has to work with. It's not like he's had, like, any real difficult decisions yet, and we feel like he's made, like, the wrong decision. Like, uh, they brought in Bryce after Hall. Yeah. You could have brought in Brewer. You could have brought in. Frazier, you could have brought in Valdez. I don't know if the outcome would have been any different. So it's it's hard to, especially when you have back to back bullpen days. It's just you just kind of have to power through because it's not the um, opener situation. I think can work once through the order um, if you have a bullpen that's actually built for it, like Tampa Bay's bullpen. Bullpen, who's been kind of like the architect of this whole. Opener thing is either the best bullpen or like a top three bullpen in the game. It's built to do that. Red Sox is not. They don't. I don't. I don't know if they have one elite reliever or like above average reliever on the team. I mean, maybe Barnes and Workman can combine themselves to be one, but I don't know. I don't know. Just doesn't doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. But I guess, like you said, I really envy Renicki because I don't know what else he could do.
1: Yeah, um, it, I mean, you said it. Um, uh, it's just, I don't know, like I'm watching these games and it's just like the same bad outing night after night. So it just kind of feels like 2020. So it's just like Groundhog's Day and just a bad day every <laughs> single day.
3: Yeah. I mean, <sighs> as soon as we talked about this, I can't remember if it was on the last one. Well, it had to be on the last one because I hadn't played any games before. But as soon as the Red Sox get down by like a couple runs, it feels like it's over. Yep. Because you know that the bullpen is probably going to give up some more runs. And the offense has been putting up runs, but not enough. Um, like yesterday, they had seven, which we'll get to that game, um, and still almost lost. So yeah. <laughs> it kind of doesn't matter how much they score. If the pitching isn't there, then it's going to be quite a struggle. So, yeah. That's just kind of where they're at. Um, notables for the Mets. Uh, J.D. Davis hit a home run, uh, and that was kind of all. The rest of it was just a bunch of hits and nitpicks. So that is tough. Then on to game three of the series. The uh, marquee pitching matchup of the series. We had Nathan Ivaldi going against Jacob deGrom in what was a relatively entertaining game. Uh, Jacob deGrom went six innings, gave up two. Evaldi went 5 and gave up 2. Ultimately, the Red Sox got the win 6-5 to five after quite a journey in the ninth inning from Brandon Workman. Uh, Brandon Nimmo hit a home run. Ioannis Cespedes hit a home run. Christian Vasquez hit his second of the season at the time. Uh, and what was a pretty entertaining game overall. Uh, what were your thoughts of Evaldi's second start here and going head-to-head against DeGrombe?
1: Um, I mean, I, I I thought it I thought it went well. I mean, again, I, I just kind of I still want to see some more strikeouts
0: yeah.
1: um, from Ivaldi, um, but overall, I, th- I thought that he performed really well. Like what what he did with the uh, against Baltimore, um, which really wasn't what I was expecting because we were going up against Degrom. Um, but um, the the team kind of kind of held it together for Iavaldi. so that was really great to see.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, Evaldi with four strikeouts, one walk through his five innings. DeGrom also four strikeouts, one walk through his six innings. Um, This game uh, was perhaps highlighted by Workman's interesting ninth. Uh, Doesn't seem like the walk issues have eluded him. Uh, Walking two, he gave up two hits and a run. uh, Struck out two. Did get the save, but... It was rather shaky. Um, although it was just his second appearance of the season. What is your confidence level with Brendan Workman as the closer right now?
1: One out of ten, I'm feeling <laughs> like a six, maybe. I don't know. Okay. It, it's it's I, I I I understand that he has walk issues, so it's it, and he really limited the home runs last year. You know, so uh, so seeing him, you know, give up that home run and then have walk issues, it makes me a little queasy, but we really don't have that much better. I mean, I love Matt Barnes, but he has his own issues as well, so I'll keep it at a six.
3: I think that's higher than I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I know he was really good the second half of the season when they ditched the closer by committee and really just stuck him in there. And once he had the role, he really started to thrive in it. But just the walk issues scare me so freaking much. Um, you keep letting guys get on base and that stuff's going to hurt you. And it doesn't seem like that, that has kind of gone away from him. So yeah. he also, uh, his pitch mix was rather incredible. Um, where at Workman? 30 pitches, 16 strikes and through the vast majority of his pitches curveball's really didn't go to the fastball much at all um does that pitch mix pitch mix concern you if uh he's kind of taking some of the guessing work out of the hitter's hands
1: uh yeah totally um and, i mean cuz he was like uh he had it was working like a fine line last year when it came to came to the walks and now that he's Seemingly being a little bit more predictable, well, that's not good.
3: <laughs> yeah, last year he would he did really well with his sequencing to set up his fastball, which um, was, was low nineties and not all that deceptive. But it plays off of his curveball really, really well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he went to it enough for it to matter. Yeah, last night and that I think is if that's going to be kind of how he's going forward here, that I think that's really concerning.
1: Definitely, totally agree.
3: So on to or caught up to tonight. Uh, there are two on and two out. Still in a three-two game. Matt Barnes zero one on Cespedes. But uh, perhaps bigger story: all the Red Sox runs so far have come off Christian Vasquez homers. He has two tonight and three RBIs, bringing uh, four homers in the first seven games here for Christian Vasquez. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and admit it. I don't need to see any more. I was wrong about Vasquez. <laughs> He's gonna have himself a dandy year. And he's not going to be a letdown, uh, which is great to see that it's just another spot in the lineup where you know you got a chance to produce runs. Uh, and that's exciting. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, like what he was doing last year, I kind of just thought it was kind of, you know, fluky and just like maybe, you know, the super happy fun ball. Um, but, uh, I mean, he's still going with it this year and, um, I love to see it. I, I, and, and what he's been doing even behind the dish as well. It's, it's really good.
3: Martin Perez has bounced back from his just atrocious first start, uh, to go five and two thirds tonight with two earned runs. Uh, walks were still an issue 4 walks, but five strikeouts and obviously limited the Mets only uh, two hits. So the walks really come in back to hurt them. Uh, Hembree followed that up with an inning in the third. Clean and curly Matt Barnes threw two-thirds of an inning. Okay, so far. Uh, for the Mets, Stephen Matz started off pretty hot, uh, then started giving up homers to Christian Vasquez. Uh, five and a third with three strikeouts, two walks, three on runs for him. Uh, and then someone named Smith actually missed who that was. Whatever. Smith came in after him, pitching an inning in the third. Clean and Jerry's Familia at and clean, as we are now about to head to the ninth. Um, besides Vasquez's performance tonight, what have been your thoughts of the series first the Mets? Um,
1: hmm. it, it's still been intendi. Um Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been kind of, like, looking uh, just kind of, like, at, like, some stat cast stuff. And the dude, when he does swing outside the zone, it, he just can't make contact. It's basically just like change ups and stuff like low and below the zone that he just cannot lay off, and he can't hit. And it's it it's kind of concerning. Um. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just still Benintendi's struggles. That again, this series, I'm just like. Dude, what's going on?
3: Are you surprised that Verdugo's essentially been the one that's been platooned with Pilar versus Benintendi?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, 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 I think Verdugo is. Uh, I mean, when I've seen him up at the plate, he seems more, you know, hitterish. If that makes sense. Um, and I do think yeah. Pilar should be platooning with Benintendi because Benintendi, I don't know what's going on, but he. Needs to kind of like maybe take a breather, uh, do some more work or something because he does look lost. So yeah, I would totally switch the platoon.
3: Through eighteen at bats for Verdugo, he's hitting three thirty three, and for Benintendi through twenty one, he's hitting 095 Yeah, I don't think you can. I mean, with this short season, I don't think you can keep rolling Benintendi out there like that more, much more often. Although we did see a change in uh, the last few games with Benintendi hitting at the bottom of the order instead of the top. That is a uh, plus in my book. That was one of the things that we've talked about like on Twitter and in our chats um, that we're kind of surprised Benintendi was still leading off. It seems like he's now found a home at the bottom of the order. Yeah. Um, although it is frustrating that Verdugo isn't leading off yet, but maybe we will get there soon.
1: Yep, that's 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 what I'm hoping. Like when I did see him hitting ninth the other day, it kind of it kind of shocked me a bit. I was like, oh, well, that's a, a a bit harsh, but I got it. But it was still kind of you know concerning that. I mean, you know, Verdugo is when he is hitting, he's still hitting towards the bottom as well. So I think he'll get
3: there. All right, we went a lot longer than I thought we did. <laughs> <laughs> those four games, uh, we're already at the 20 minute mark. So uh, we will take a break.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: All righty. So, previewing the next series for the Red Sox, we have the Red Sox uh, visiting the Yankees. Uh, and we have some kind of uh, downer pitching matchups, but I feel like that's just going to continue to happen all season. So, uh, Ryan Weber gets a start versus uh, Montgomery who has kind of found his groove here with the Yankees. Uh, Godley versus Tanaka in Game 2, and then a wonderful bullpen day versus James Paxton. Um, So far, if we look at the standings as they currently stand tonight, the Yankees are leading the division at 3-1. The Red Sox are bringing up the rear at 2-4. The Yankees' lineup has been just about as promised. Giancarlo Stanton uh, is hitting 533. DJ LeMahieu is hitting 400. Mike Ford's hitting 333. Uh, Aaron Judge has uh, hit a couple dingers now. Uh, Luke Voigt also with some dingers. This lineup is pretty much as advertised, and against this pitching staff, the Red Sox rolling out, I'm not expecting any excitement.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, we are feeling the exact same way. Uh, when I realized that we were facing uh, the Yankees next, I was like, uh-oh. And then I look at the pitching matchups, and I'm like, uh, "Oh boy, this is I don't I don't think this is gonna go well." Um, so there's gonna be a lot of runs, but uh, hopefully, um, hopefully our guys can do it. But I don't I'm not feeling too great.
3: Silver linings, um, we avoided Garrett Cole. Yeah, that's nice to see. Probably won't be much longer before we avoid that. But yeah, uh, some stats for the Red Sox as we go into this series. Uh, Kevin Pillar, I mean the, uh, just stop me if you, this is what you expected. Kevin Pillar leading the Red Sox batting four seventy one, Christian Vasquez batting four twenty one, Jackie Bradley Jr. batting four hundred, and Mitch Moreland batting three fifty seven. That's the the core four you expected to be leading the Red Sox offense, right?
1: Oh, oh totally. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, of course. Like, I mean, I'm just looking at that, and it's just like, um, okay, that makes total sense. And then you go back to the to the you know, to the bottom, and it's Bogarts, Devers, uh, Benintendi, and Chavis who are kind of, like, bringing up the rear here. And it's like, okay, I I see where our problem is.
3: Yeah. Um, I guess, again, kind of silver linings. We didn't expect the bottom of the order to be carrying the lineup. Uh, We expect J.D. Martinez, Bogarts, uh, hopefully Benintendi um, to be able to catch up. Yeah. uh, Devers as well. So when they do, they really have a a full lineup swinging, and they're going to need it here going forward, particularly in the series against the Yankees, because Red Sox pitching, as we have outlined in great detail, has been atrocious. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Oh, actually, we forgot to do our uh, MVP of the series for the Mets. Um, Seems like Vasquez is the choice here.
1: Yep, I I, I do think that uh, uh, Vasquez is the easy choice there against the uh, Mets.
3: And if the Red Sox are able to hold this lead here in the ninth and get the win, a split of the series, two and two, which is exactly what you predicted, that feels like a success.
1: It, it really does. It, it, with this pitching staff, it definitely feels like a success.
3: So, now predictions for the Yankees series. Uh, I'm going to go, the Yankees take two out of three. I think the Red Sox are going to be able to wrestle one away. Um Tanaka has been inconsistent. I'm still not sure I believe in Montgomery, even though he's kind of tearing it up right now. Yeah. Um, Paxton has been inconsistent. I'm thinking the offense will be able to run into something good one of these games um, and be able to get one of those, one of those games, uh, which, again, if they are able to get one out of three against the Yankees, that will feel like a success to me.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think, I don't know which game it's going to be, but I do think, you know, one of these games, uh, just the offense is going to tee off on somebody and just, uh, you know, the bullpen's going to be able to hold it just enough to give us one win. And, uh, that kind of will feel like, a that will feel like a huge win taking one out of three.
3: Yeah. Um. Series MVP it kind of you know, you hate to pick someone on the opposing team, but Giancarlo Stanton is just so hot right now. And the Red Sox pitching that he's gonna be facing it's not great. So I think he's going to probably just gonna feast and has just have an incredible series. Uh
1: yeah. I mean, I I I I agree. Um that was gonna kinda be like my series MVP here. Um And, uh, I mean, I, I don't like to watch the Yankees, but I do like to see, uh, Stanton hit home runs because when he, he just like, looks like he just like barely hits it and it goes out. So I I guess I will just enjoy just watching a huge man hit a home run.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that wraps it up for this Red Sox precap. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. You can follow the over the monster, uh, handle at over the monster for all of the latest and greatest from that wonderful website uh you can follow me at the spoken keats you can follow shelly at shelly underscore six four three uh thanks for listening and we'll be with you again on uh, monday morning awesome thanks.